0: The focus was really on promoting independence, supporting and encouraging individuals living with disabilities to live their fullest potential.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Driving Vision podcast brought to you by the Ziegler Auto Group. I'm your host, Sam Dark. And here with me, Auto Group Director of Talent Development, Mike Van Rijn. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks, Sam. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like it if you do, and leave a comment. Here at the Driving Vision Podcast, we feature and highlight individuals and organizations who are changing the world by seeing the world in a very different way. Our guests this week do just that. First up, as part of our Drive for Life gala featuring select charities, we talk with CEO of MRC Industries, Dan Pontius, about how his company is using donations from the event to help entire communities become their best selves. After that, we'll join Ziegler Kalamazoo Marathon race director, Kerry Drake, to discuss the race's plans for 2023. Guesses about the Kalamazoo, Michigan race route, and a special announcement about race registration happening August 1st, which will also involve this podcast's first ever live stream. Join us then. But first, let's go to MRC Industries. Hey, everybody, welcome to the special edition of the Driving Vision Future of Zag Today podcast. Drive for Life Special Edition, Mike. Today, we have a special guest, Dan Pontius with MRC Industries. Dan, welcome to the uh, podcast.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: We're excited to have you here today. So, Dan, you're here today to have a conversation about MRC Industries, which is a benefactor of the Drive for Life Charity Gala and Drive for Life event. This is your first time on the podcast. So, Mike, it's interesting. I remember last year, we actually talked to MRC Industries early on and- do you remember the story? There there was kind of an interesting story that came out of last year and it involved bankruptcy court. Matt Thomas is also with us today. And I got to tell you, Mike and Matt, I have been trying for the past year to see artwork created by MRC Industries, benefactors of the charity for the past year. And no one will let me into this court. Mike, do you remember how you had to get into the courtroom to see the art? You've been banned from all local courtrooms, Sam, haven't you? This one in particular, this is bankruptcy court. This is bankruptcy court. You have to declare bankruptcy to go in and see this artwork. Dan, first of all, is this true? Is there MRC industry artwork in a bankruptcy court in downtown Kalamazoo?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it still lives there. That judge and his wife was a huge supporter of our organization. They loved our mission. They loved our artworks, which we have a studio downtown in the Kalamazoo Mall. So that that judge purchased all the art and decorated their courtroom. I think maybe to spice up that, the negativity that happens there at bankruptcy court.
1: Isn't it awesome that people would see what you're doing, recognize it, want to support it in that way, and then make it available to the public in a very limited way. So Dan, eventually I want to tour some but I'm not going to prematurely declare bankruptcy. I'm not there yet. We don't want to go down that road, but Dan, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about MRC Industries.
0: What is MRC Industries? What do you do as a charity? Yeah. So artworks is just one piece of that. And the good news is you can see our art in many other organizations too. Imperial Beverage is a huge supporter of ours. One Well Brewing, you can purchase our art in One Well. We're having conversations with the new Portage Senior Center too, to get our art in there too, and, and to help us to sell that for our artists and artisans. So the artwork, is just one piece of that. Really, MRC has been around since the 1940s. Uh, The foundation of the organization was some family members coming together, really concerned about what was going to happen to their children that had disabilities uh, when they were gone. So that's the inception of our organization. We started as the McKercher Rehabilitation Center, which is what MRC stands for. And the focus was really on promoting independence, supporting and encouraging individuals living with disabilities to live their full potential, really. And how we do that is, you know, like I said, artworks is one of them. We do a skill building program, too, where we're providing education opportunity, job training, skill development with the ultimate goal to get individuals community employed. And we do that through job coaching. Um, So we have seven job coaches who will work with various community businesses and work with these individuals in the community to, you know, make sure they're getting to work, make sure that they have transportation options and really helping them through any barriers that they may have.
1: What a great mission for a charity to instead of just throwing money at a problem and saying, hey, by supporting you, you know, you're going to be taken care of, but rather saying, look, let's provide you a path to being self-fulfilled to the best of your ability, given your situation. That's the tougher path, isn't it, Dan? It'd be easier to throw money at it. What's the biggest obstacle you find in trying to find ways to help individuals live their best life, given their individual circumstance?
0: Yeah. You know, there's a lot of barriers for individuals living with disabilities. Many of them are, are very capable of doing the jobs that you and I do. You know, it's some of the outer things that, that become challenging. Transportation. Maybe they're not able to drive. Maybe they don't live with mom or dad anymore. Mom or dad aren't around and they don't have those social supports that they need. You know, maybe they're living in a group home that's in a rural area and not on the bus route. You know, transportation is a huge barrier for a lot of A lot of individuals with disabilities, we see a higher poverty rate with them. So they're experiencing, you know more challenges. So we really do become that support for them to help them get through some of those barriers, provide them those supportive functions so that they can really hold stable work. And we know, you know, we know work is an essential function. I think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Work is in that basic function along with housing and food. And, you know, it is that that pathway to independence and stability in many, many. So, you know, for us to be able to provide that to them, provide them really some, some some robust skills that lead to a career, not just a job and longevity in that career is really what our ultimate mission is. We're in a huge development phase with me being on new as the CEO and, and you know, the team's excited. They got a lot of great ideas and really de- developing those robust job opportunities to really meet the need of the community too. There's a lot of job industry that's really struggling too, like food service industry, trades industry, construction, the mold. I visited a mold shop the other day, a, a tool and dye mold shop they're really struggle so we're looking at how can we train those skills to really be a pipeline to tap into you know a labor industry that most employers haven't tapped into
1: yeah you know it's interesting as you find ways to help those individuals live their best life you mentioned that it was some parents that created this charity all those years ago yeah that's got to deliver a certain measure of peace to parents who care so much for their children and really want to see them live their best life but may not really know how to approach that right like as a parent or as a Friend, you may not be well suited to deliver those services or those skills where, you know, specializing in this, Dan. You, you know you certainly are what's a typical parent approach or response to this
0: well parents have a little bit of apprehension at first they're concerned and very protective of their children so they're apprehensive they want the best for their children so we absolutely have to take the time to build that trust with them uh, you know i assure you by the end of you know time spent here they do have that trust with us so if they're not here tomorrow they entrust that You know, uh, MRC is still looking out for the best interests of their children long into their lives. We have individuals that we employ here that have disabilities that have been working here for 30 plus years and they're retiring. That's awesome. From working here. So. You know, for someone to have that longevity and be able to retire um, comfortably and work, you know, a long fulfilled life is amazing. We have uh, great celebrations. We just had one a couple of weeks ago of an individual that had worked here for, I think, close to 35 years.
1: That's excellent. So, Dan, as the new CEO of the organization you mentioned, what drew you to the organization, to the mission? How did you come to be part of this?
0: Yeah, you know, so I really just have a love for nonprofit. I came from the aging industry. I worked for uh, Milestone Senior Services for 13 years, you know, with the aging community and disabled community. It was a perfect fit coming to MRC here. Listen, I have a true passion for what some society members say are the underdog. I have a belief and a passion to make people's lives better. That's what drives me every single day. Uh, I have a passion for the nonprofit. I could go to the corporate world and probably make a ton more money, but it, it's important for me to know that I'm helping the community community. community as a whole, but also helping individuals to really live their best life, to maintain independence, to live a good life. They're leaving our programs better suited and and better positioned in this world. And that's an impact. That's a huge impact to the community as a whole. I didn't grow up here in Kalamazoo, but I've come to love Kalamazoo community and many of the nonprofits. I love a a great partnership. Uh, I was just had a lunch meeting with Habitat for Humanity to say, hey, what can we do together? How can we share resources? How can we better be better for this community together? so that's really driving a driving force for me um you know this this partnership with drive for life and zigler you know that's a great example of that how do we all work together to to benefit our community as a whole it really truly does help us all um you know in the long run
1: one of the things that to us is unfortunate the day of the charity gala event is is we're so focused on raising funds and that go directly back to the charity so 100% of the funds raised go directly to the charities that are benefited. And MRC is one of those charities. Unfortunately, because of the number of charities, we don't have the time to go through stories of people that benefit from the charity. So Dan, walk us through for those individuals that may be giving money this year. And by the way, those funds are being matched to 150%. So your $100 donation comes back as $250. Your $1,000 donation comes back as $2,500. Dan, talk to us about how as you receipt those funds, how do they make it back into the hands of those individuals? individuals and what ways and services end up being uh, brought to those individuals who benefit from your services?
0: Yeah, well, let me do my best to try to tell you a story. And this is a story that's formulating, you know, as I get to know this organization and service, the services that we provide and as we're developing too. So we're in a a big development phase as me new, a fresh set of eyes looking at this organization and how do we grow and develop and create more robust programs. But let me tell you really the services that we provide, you know, any funding that comes to us is Really going to go back to those services. We're in the process of creating some really robust services and trainings that translate into competitive work. You know, we're having conversations with KVCC Food Innovation Center, and you know, how do we potentially create a green care growing program? You know, and teach some of those cultivation. You know, the marijuana industry is a a booming industry. Um, You know, if we can employ individuals in that industry, great. KVCC just started a program recently doing that because of the need. You know, we're having conversations um, with trade industries, uh, construction industries. How can we certify individuals and train them and get them licensed, prepared for that community employment? These individuals then, you know, with receiving our services and the support, we're better preparing them and putting them into jobs where they're making $15, $20, $25 an hour, really a livable wage. These are industries that are really struggling for skilled staff that we can really help to provide and train these skills for these individuals and better support them to get to work and transportation. And we do simple things like covering the cost for bus routes and things like that until people are able to get those funds to do so.
1: So that's an excellent point in this uh, time of super low uh, unemployment where Mm -hmm. uh, great labor is tough to find. How would someone who's a business owner in the Kalamazoo area or Western Michigan area reach out to you to find out about your program in ways that maybe you know we could support it, but then also uh, g- gain the, the benefit of employees that have been supported by your uh, project, Dan?
0: Yeah, you know, so that's great. I would love, you know, if, if someone's interested in diversifying their workforce and, and having a more inclusive workforce, absolutely reach out to us as an organization. Feel free to call MRC directly and ask to speak with me. We can work on that partnership and that development. Our community employment specialists, our compu- commu- uh, employment training specialists is, are always creating relationships with industry out there. We take a person-centered approach to individuals. We're really trying to pair them in employment. they feel that their strengths are there and what they really want to do if they need some training in that we try to provide that training to better prepare them as well so absolutely reach out to me directly you can find mrc on our facebook uh, our website you can reach out to me directly on linkedin i've made some wonderful connections there with local industry and and i'll tell you industry they're being very creative right now too this is a great time for an organization like ours where you know industry might have you know they might have had a labor pool that they could, you know, they had a greater choice from. So, you know, in the the recent times, you know, the the population of of employed individuals with disabilities have went up about five percent. It's at its highest rate ever. You know, around 2010, it was at 21%. 21% of people with disabilities were employed. We're at almost 35% right now. That's still only half of individuals with disabilities. You know, individuals with disabilities, their employment rate's about 70%. So we're still halfway there. but. But we really, you know, uh, this is really a prime opportunity for us to really show that listen, individuals with disabilities are no different than you or I. They have different abilities and much that they can share to, you know, within the employment realm.
1: So Dan, before we uh, go into our lightning round, which Mike uh, is uh, in charge of, he'll walk you through a series of uh, rapid fire questions. Here, have you been to the Drive for Life Gala yet, or will this be
0: your first year? No, but I'm. This will be my first year. I'm. I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I watched your videos on your website, which are wonderful. I'm super excited about that. Love that Ben Wallace was there last year. Can't wait to see who the special guest is this year. I'm super hyped about being a part of it, and and. Um, it being there. You know, so It looks per- like it's a really exciting, high-energy event. So. We're prepared to announce, actually, our uh,
1: speaker this year and the special guest this year. Mike, do you want to share that information with Dan? We'll get his oh, reaction live, real-time.
2: Well, released in public, just hot off the press, we have MSU football coach Mel Tucker joining us this year. So pretty excited oh. about that event. It'll be exciting. It is a-
0: that is amazing. Yeah, I saw you guys have had MSU's uh, Tom Izzo in the past, yes. too, right? Yep. Yeah, that's amazing. That's great. Yep. Well, I'm glad that I got to hear that first, or that's, one of the first.
1: That's right. That's right. So we're excited to have you there. It's an exciting night. And again, you know, one of the things that's neat is to hear stories of people that benefit from the charity. So before we go into the rapid fire round, tell us a little bit about Jim Vliestra and, and the benefit that he's received through the program and kind of how it's changed his life, what MRC does.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, Jim Vliestra, he's a great guy, high energy. I love to talk to him. I'm out on the the production floor, you know, many days throughout the week and and saying, high-fiving and saying hello to them. Your gym is kind of all around skilled skilled guy. He can do just about any job that we offer here. He is super excited. I'll tell you, he's saving up right now for a great vacation. He's been telling me about it and, and hitting various milestones uh, as he's getting <laughs> paid. Awesome. I kind of hear about it every payday. I'm looking forward to Friday. I'll probably hear about it from him. He's saving up for a big vacation that's coming at the end of the summer. So that's really exciting. You know, it provides Jim. I'll tell you, Jim's a great example. Jim's parents are, are much older. Jim himself, I think, is, is in his his early 50s, you know, but his parents are much older. The programming and the experience that Jim has received here will aid him in being, you know, more independent once his social supports are gone because that will happen as Jim ages himself and as his family members age. Jim has a very robust social support right now with, um, you know, his sister, his mom or his, I'm sorry, his sister, his dad, um, his brother-in-law, you know, very great social support. But, you know, Jim will be you know, he'll he'll need that independence and, and the skills that he's learned here at our agriculture program, you know, uh, for the remaining part of his life.
1: That's excellent. Well, Mike, let's go to the lightning round. And then after that, I want to ask just a couple of questions about the uh, facility downtown where people might be able to see some of the work of MRC. Yeah. But Mike, take us into the lightning round.
2: Well, Dan, we know you're newer in your role and we want to welcome you to the team. And uh, we want, also want to get to know you yeah, a little cool. better. So just uh, share with us what's off the top of your head when I ask you each question. Here we go. Dan, what's your favorite hobby or activity you like to do when you're not working? You know, I'm a huge motorcycle guy. I actually,
0: which you guys love in motorsports, you see a motorcycle up here. I've been riding since I was seven years old. I have a three-year-old, so I sold two motorcycles that I had two summers ago. This is the longest I've ever went without a motorcycle group, but I got that itch. I think I'm gonna visit you guys soon. I've had Harleys, I've had sport bikes, (laughs) I've had cruisers, I've had just about everything. My last two bikes, I had an on-road, off-road Enduro and a sport bike. So uh, I don't know what I'll get
2: next, but that's that's You're talking to the right guys here yeah i know we we can we can help you out dan hey what's something you're most proud of either personally or professionally you know, I'll tell you, I'm most proud of
0: my daughter. You know, I have a three-year-old daughter. Uh, I came from a rough kind of background. Uh, my daughter will live a much better life than I did. I'm proud of, of the life that I think that my wife and I have, have made for her and started to begin already. So it, it's going to be amazing in the years to come to see all the great things she does. Uh, she's a strong, independent three-year-old now. So I can only imagine when she gets 13. So oh, good for you. That's fantastic. What's something that you did that you never thought you'd do? Yeah, I guess I'm not that exciting. There's not much that. Yeah, okay, I'll tell you this. One of the things that I did so in my late 20s, I did an amateur bodybuilding show. I played rugby for many, many nice. years, or both rotator cuffs playing rugby, so I couldn't play the game anymore. I started working out really lightweight to recover from those injuries. And I ended up a, a lean, mean, 3% body fat, ripped 28 wow. um, year old and did an amateur yeah.
2: bodybuilding show. Coming in eighth, I was a little bit smaller but it was a great experience. Well, wow, that's pretty sweet. Congratulations on that. We're all about health and fitness at uh, Team Ziegler, too. So last question. Mike, for
1: we're all about health and fitness, but doing a bodybuilding show, can you imagine being up in front of all those people? And uh, like, Dan, I don't even want to ask what you wear, but you don't wear much, right? Like, that's oh, terrifying as You don't, you don't as a wear much being. at all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, the good news is you can't see most people with the lights. You can hear them, you know, kind of hooting and hollering and whatever, but you can't see any faces, nothing. So that's <laughs> helpful. So as I exited out, if I was to ever do that, I would ask them to double
1: turn down the lights. In fact, I'd kill the electricity to the entire facility. (laughs) Mike.
2: (laughs) Uh, Last question for you, Dan, if you could have one superpower what would that
0: be? Oh, I think definitely reading people's minds to to get into the minds of people, I think would be very very interesting. I'm a people watcher. I'm a kind of in you know think about a lot a lot of what I do and say. So I'm kind of an intuitive person. So yeah, getting in people's mind for sure.
2: Uh, we've we've never had that one. That's a great one. I like that, Dan. Thank you. Over to you, Sam.
1: Thank you, Mike. So Dan, it's interesting. You mentioned your background and growing up and your desire to provide the best for your three-year-old daughter. Is that part of what's motivated you to give your all to MRC? Industry? industries and creating a, a similar opportunity for a lot of these kids and, and even adults that haven't had every opportunity growing up, Dan.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you heard me talk about kind of rooting for the underdog. Um, you know, I was, I was statistically destined for prison just as, as a young kid. when um, I had my own failures, you know, growing up and as a late teenager, you know, being out on my own at 16 years old and kind of having to figure out things the tough way. So I got a lot of street smarts, which I'm thankful for in a lot of ways. But yeah, that's definitely a driving factor for what I do. And I can relate to a diverse group of individuals. I can relate to the challenges that people have in life. You know, some things that they're just inherited. You know that they don't have much of a choice and we want to help them in any way that we can so absolutely so in your case if it's not too personal of a question what
1: brought you in from the cold what made the difference in your life growing up
0: you know this is great i had this great conversation with jeff patton who's the ceo of isk we were just talking about this yesterday and you know he shared some personal stories uh with me too which i was appreciative of but you know really i was i don't know sometimes i reflect and and i think was i lucky or, you know, w- was I smart enough to know kind of who to gravitate to? I don't know. I haven't have it at all figured out. I hope that I'll figure it out by the end. But there were some really key people that were just small blips in my life there for a short time. But I gained a lot from my interaction with them. They were mentors, really, in so many ways that shifted my trajectory, yeah. really, in very drastic ways. And I don't know if it was because I was smart enough to listen to them and, you know, because Some of what they told me made me very angry and I didn't like it. Looking back on it today, it was very beneficial to me and it was what I needed to hear. Well, yeah.
1: I'll, I'll tell you, Dan, it's exciting to hear your background and your desire to provide the very best for the people that MRC industry serves. And there's probably no coincidence that you're in the position you're in today helping others. You know, there's so many opportunities for all of us to engage in work, and you've chosen that line where you're able to be helpful to others in this cause. So we, we wish you all the best with MRC, and we hope that you're able to be that shoulder for those that you serve, just like others were for you uh, as you were growing up. So, Dan, we look forward to seeing you uh, that night in. September at the Drive for Life, and uh, with any luck, uh, maybe one of us will win the uh, win the raffle. So, uh, Dan, any closing comments for our, our uh, podcast crew?
0: Yeah, I just want to say thank you. You're going to see great things from MRC. The support of Drive for Life and Ziegler um, will help us in those great things. So, I'll tell you, community members that are listening, to this all those great things that you see from MRC. It is from the support of organizations like Ziegler and benefits like Drive for Life. We can't do this alone, and you know. we we rely on the community as well. So thank you for that. And thank you for today. And thank you for allowing me to share my story and the story of MRC. Excellent. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dan.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to the special edition of the Future of Zag Today Driving Vision Podcasts. And Mike, so often we have guests that we love and have fun with, but today's guest in particular is going to start a tradition that will become monthly here at the podcasts. And we're excited because it has to do with our initiative and our goal to drive health within the community, both the Ziegler Auto Group and the geographies we serve. And it's also just a lot of fun, isn't it? So meet race Director. Actually, Mike, why don't you introduce Carrie for us?
2: race director, VIP, Kerry Drake, who actually just got done with a long run this afternoon. Welcome, Kerry. Welcome,
1: Kerry. And not to be forgotten, Matt Thomas is with us as well. Matt, welcome back.
0: Oh, thank you. Always a pleasure.
1: So, Kerry, a lot has happened since we last talked. So, the race happened. Mm -hmm. It was an exciting and a fun day this year when the race happened, and no sooner did the race end, but several people said, we must run again. So, Mr. Aaron Ziegler, president and CEO of the Ziegler Auto Group, said, I believe Leave in the vision of the marathon. I want it co- to continue. I want to continue to have a focus on health. And so we recommitted, you recommitted, and we're getting the team back together again, Carrie. What do you think about that? What comments do you have about the Ziggler Auto Group continuing as the premier sponsor and us continuing this relationship, Carrie?
3: I mean, personally, I'm ecstatic. This event has always been close to my heart and building a healthy community and just like the vision and the mission that we have is something that I think is so important for every community. And, and the fact that we have some Something as special as the Ziegler Kalamazoo Marathon here with Ziegler Auto Group really driving the initiative forward is amazing. I mean, it's great to be back together and have time to plan together. I mean, we're a dynamic team. It's exciting.
1: So here we sit in July, mid-July by the this airs, and we have an announcement, Carrie, about the beginning of the registration period for the Ziegler-Kalamazoo Marathon. It won't be three months before. It won't be six months before. How far ahead of the actual race day, Carrie, will we unveil the uh, registration website?
3: We are unveiling it in just a couple weeks on August 1. How many months that is, you'll have to count for me.
1: (laughs) I got to get my fingers all together. We'll figure that out. Mike and Matt are pretty smart. They'll, they'll get that down. And Mike, we have a special announcement with regard to the Driving Vision podcast, Future of Zag Today podcast, and something we've never done that we'll do on August 1st to celebrate the kickoff of the registration, Mike.
2: Share that with us. Yeah, we're going to live stream it, Sam. So we got to figure that live streaming out. How does that, that thing work, right?
1: We will consult whoever invented the internet and we will That's figure right. it out. I know we can. If Carrie can create a button to start the registration, we can kick it off. No, it's so exciting. Carrie to be partnered with the uh, Ziegler Kalamazoo Marathon again for next year for 2023. What is the race day next year?
3: The race day is the race weekend, I should say, is going to be Saturday, April 22nd and Sunday, April 23rd is really when the races and the runs and the walks are going to be happening. We also will have our big expo and packet pickup and our kids run featured on Saturday this year.
1: That's excellent. And the different distances that will be available this year, the marathon returns for the first time in a couple of few years, right?
3: Marathon marathon returns for the first time since, I mean, it was virtual in 2020. So, but in person, I think that's three years now, which is pretty wild since 2011, I believe is 2012 is when they had their first marathon.
1: That's excellent. And looking at things from behind the scenes, so thinking about the inner workings of this marathon creation, you're probably putting the course together right now and getting approvals and whatnot. What does that process look like this early in advance, Carrie?
3: Yeah, so we primarily work with the city of Kalamazoo. That's where our primary sort of routes are in. There are other jurisdictions who are involved, but I don't want to get into that too much. You do have to submit special event applications. Uh, You talk to public works, public safety. You draft a course that's approximately to 26.2 miles, and then you pitch it to them. We just had a meeting today looking it over, and I can't tell you how wonderful the crew at city of Kalamazoo is
1: props to kalamazoo yes that is neat so so i was standing there at the finish line carrie last year (laughs) for the half marathon and one of the things i heard over and over and over again mike do you remember and matt who remembers the biggest comment as people came across the line exhausted
0: oh definitely the hills the hills sam over and over again the rolling hills carrie there aren't
1: hills in kalamazoo are there
3: there you Kalamazoo is a valley you can't get away with walking around in Kalamazoo without hitting a hill I'll say that first and foremost I will say though the routes have been modified this year. <laughs>
1: And hills, wow. will there be hills in the new route for next year?
3: There, there will be hills. Maybe I know the half marathon, especially this past year, was just bananas with hills. People asked me if we had hit every single hill we could possibly find in Calms. We probably did. This year will not be the same. The half definitely is changing. The full is a brand new course. The 5K will be the same, which didn't have a lot of hills. The 10K will have that doozy of a hill right in the middle of it. So 10Kers, I apologize. You still got Evan. And we'll put a big cheer team on there all the way up for you.
1: (laughs) But you've got months to go out and practice these hills. So now we should be able to attack it with a ferocity unknown to mankind, and we should be able to just crush those hills right this coming year. So, Carrie, thinking about some of my favorite races I've ever done nationwide, some of those races are marked by iconic places that you run by, or spots on the route that set it apart from other places around the world. Now, without giving away anything that's not public yet, is there anything like that in? store at the Ziegler Kalamazoo Marathon this year?
3: Absolutely, there is. I mean, Kalamazoo is just an amazing place. We're continuing to start downtown. We go through historic neighborhoods. We pass by some of our key sponsors on these routes. So it'll be pretty awesome. Again, without giving too much away, I can confirm that, yes, we pass some pretty awesome iconic spots. I don't want to quite tell you what yet.
1: Now, that's a politician's answer for I'm going to tease it, but I'm not going to say. So I'm excited in the coming months. The other thing we're announcing today, Mike and Matt and Carrie, is that we'll be joining Carrie and her team monthly on the podcast to learn about the Ziegler Kalamazoo Marathon as it evolves. So athletic mentors will also join every other week with a health tip. Carrie will give us some insights into the marathon itself. So we're excited to find out what those spots are because there are some fun potential spots throughout the city of Kalamazoo. So we're excited to learn that. What other news do you have in the marathon world for us that our listeners of the podcast would be interested to hear? Gosh,
3: that's a great question. One thing that I think we got a lot of amazing feedback on was our finish line, the striker experience, the finish line celebration. So I think That's a big deal that they're coming back. They're excited to host that again, make it bigger and better. Arcadia Creek Festival site's just an awesome site. And then we also- So Carrie, without
1: passing by, for those that weren't there for race day, would you tell us what that striker experience was? Because it was awesome and it made it an incredible experience.
3: Yep. So the Striker experience was open to the community. It was a celebration of health for everyone. Not only the finishers that were coming across the finish line to go and relax and enjoy some beer, some games, some music. It, it was just a festival. There was food. It was a little bit of everything. There was a kid station. People were getting their face painted. There were balloons and bubbles. It was just a big, fun celebration to bring the finishers in, but then to just celebrate health. Like we want this event to be for everyone. not just for those who are running.
1: Carrie, what is it about community and everyone just being together and enjoying being together that creates that level of health, mental, social, physical health. So this is the Ziegler Kalamazoo Marathon, and it's marked by the different distances you can run, but you don't have to run to get the health benefits from this. You can come join this the striker experience. What is it about being together that's just so doggone great? It was awesome downtown.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think we could talk about that from a biological and evolutionary standpoint. That- Go
1: for it. You've got the background to do it give it to us carrie
3: (laughs) we are wired to be together to be in community with each other and that mentally just that is a basic fundamental need of humans and human beings and so bringing people together to remind ourselves that we we need each other to thrive not just survive but thrive and to do it in a way that is that celebratory that Celebrates movement, what our bodies are capable of, and then what a community is capable of. Because, sure, you know, we have this small team that you see more often, their faces more frequently, but this event truly takes an entire community to put together. The yes. cheerleaders, the spirit stations, all of the businesses, the sponsors, everyone coming together and coming out. And one of the biggest things we also heard, aside from the hills, was that. All of the people in the neighborhoods were just out there cheering and I think that's I loved
1: that part. Yes. This
3: about stand apart from all others.
1: Carrie, I was on the route and somebody handed me a cup of gummy bears and I thought, what's more American than being able to run down a street of beautiful, iconic homes and get a cup of gummy bears on a race route? So I have a question. If I'm a member of the Kalamazoo community or Western Michigan community, and I know that I have zero interest in running that day, how could I get involved? Are there ways that I could help support the Ziegler Kalamazoo Marathon all these months in, uh, in the advance? What could I do to help?
3: Absolutely. So we are still looking for individuals to join our race committee in a few key positions. And what you do on the race committee is help lead up a focus area of the event. For example, like the gear station or the awards or volunteers or the finish line at All of those are spaces that we have. We also, you can start to organize a spirit station and get your groups ready. We're going to be identifying churches, businesses, and areas along the route to just go to you and say, hey, are you interested? What's going on? Along with the launch of our registration on August 1, we'll also be launching the opportunity to sign up for those spirit stations, sign up for volunteering. So there are all different ways to get involved, even this early on. If you do want to get involved, head to our website, zigglercalmsumarathon.com, and go to that Contact Us page right now, and then August 1, you'll be able to get more information about those exact needs that we
1: have. Wouldn't it be amazing to just bring the entire community of Kalamazoo out for the one day to experience the fun and the excitement of being together and celebrating those who decide to run, but also celebrating those that decide to celebrate and have spirit along the course or support the runners in one way or another. Mike, what was your favorite spirit station this
2: past year? Mine was the Gummy Bears. What was yours? I had several stations where they had uh, hoses out and they were (laughs) hosing us down because we were so hot from all the hills. Yeah, uh, I think I right. I think my I think my legs are still hurting.
1: <laughs> All right, Mike, your assignment <laughs> is to practice hills between now and then. So Matt, uh, what was what was your favorite spirit station?
0: Uh gummy bears as well. I just grabbed a couple and then I just kept running. I mean, it was just that was my favorite too.
1: How did I miss the bacon station? Because I know that's epic, and I've heard about that all over the place, Carrie. But I didn't see that. Maybe it was it because I it was it because I ran the mile. That's probably why. <laughs>
3: yeah, the bacon station is on the half. Yeah,
1: you got to go uh, more than running. the mile. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right, Carrie. We'll could, get you trained. Could we switch
1: it to the down. mile next time? Because <laughs> <laughs> I would really like some bacon. I'd I'd be even willing. You know, if you could have the bacon right next to the gummy bears, that would be a magical experience. But it was so neat, truly, to see all those kids and the families and people who lived along the route, just everybody cheering you on. And uh, I ended up r- running with props to the uh, Ziegler Auto Group HR team, uh, whose office is not far from mine. Props to them for running with me. We had just a heck of a time and there are people that have never run before that had a great time. And uh, I, I just, you know, just talking about it, it's just so exciting to think that it's going to happen again. And I hope that everybody listening within the sound of my voice across the entire Ziggler Auto Group, we'd love to bring a crew like has never been before to this race. But I hope the entire city of Kalamazoo and the Western Michigan re- region comes out for this carry, right?
3: Yeah, I think it was you who painted that vision of just like the nation descending to yes! Kalamazoo <laughs> celebrate health and. And what really resonated with me and Chris when we left that meeting, he was like, whoa, that's a different mindset. <laughs> and, and that idea, like, let's do it. Let's bring the region out. Let's make uh, Kalamazoo and the Midwest the healthiest region in the area with this marathon. And anyone in the nation, please come and join in the world. Yep. This is Let's this bring, is a party. It.
1: bring it to Kalamazoo. Yeah. So, Carrie, we're excited to join you. August 1st, where will we be live for anybody that wanted to join us or, or come say hi?
3: We will be downtown Kalamazoo at Gazelle Sports, the specialty run shop in our community. We will start at 5.30 p.m. So come, the launch itself will probably be around 5.45, and then we're actually celebrating with a run, so oh. or a walk.
1: Wait, how far, uh, how, how far are we running, Carrie? <laughs> are there gummy bears and bacon along the track? How far okay. are we going?
3: We might bring some gummy bears, probably okay. not the bacon Oh, so much to coordinate. We're going by Burdick's then. How far? <laughs> We probably about three miles. We're gonna we're gonna feature
1: the 5K. Oh, that's awesome. I think I could do that as long as somebody's willing to keep my pace. Mike, will you keep pace
2: with me? Oh, absolutely. There we go. We got it.
1: We that's got awesome. It. All right. So everybody, August first, five thirty gazelle sports we're excited to be there Carrie, any, any final comments before we see you next month on the podcast
3: just so excited to be here again and to have the support of Ziegler auto group with the whole team behind us um, hope to see like you said everyone coming out and enjoying the event
1: and if you see us along the path on august 1st shortly after 5 30 high five us and for heaven's sakes throw us bacon gummy bears or anything else you have so uh, thank you and we'll see you all there thanks a special thanks to Kerry Drake and Dan Pontius for contributing to the podcast this week. Join us August 1st as we live stream the Ziegler Zoo Marathon's race registration opening. Until then, how are you driving vision today?